0: One bleeds red and
1: one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. All right, let's go. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Red vs. Blue Friday Night Football Wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Usually I'm joined by the big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent, Uh, but it's not uh, an easy time for us right now and for Mike, Mike, and his significant other, Rachel, everybody knows Rachel, heart of gold, biggest smile in the world, loves fantasy football, and uh, she's having some troubles in the hospital the last few days. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Mike and Rachel. Mike won't be with us tonight, uh, but we are thinking about you, buddy. We're rooting for you and um it's not easy. You know, we've uh, we go way back and to see this uh going on this is this is part of life. Uh and sometimes it takes um it's more important, it takes a higher priority than what we have going on in, uh in fantasy football. So Mike, our thoughts are with you buddy. We are rooting for you and for Rachel. Uh, we know she's going to pull through this. She's a fighter. We believe in you guys, and uh, we're rooting for you. Uh, all the I ask for all the fans and all the listeners to um, spend the next couple of seconds in just a, a moment of silence in reflection and, and, and anticipation that Rachel pulls through this thing. We're rooting for you guys. All right. That's it, uh, but look well, the show has to go on. There's a lot of good things going on here at the f f w c and the fantasy football world championships. I bring you the doctor, Dr. Roto is with us. Get out the insurance card, get out the copay. The office is open doc. I know it's uh it's not the way you'd like to come on the red versus blue, but uh look this is this is life, and sometimes things uh life gets in the way sometimes of fantasy football. What's up, my friend?
0: No, that was that was kind words you said about Rachel, and you know we're thinking about her and Mike right now. And uh, like you said, there are things that are more important than fantasy football, even Week 16, even the championship games. But uh, our hearts and prayers go out to them. But uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little football. You
1: ready for this? big We week? will. And it's a big week indeed, Doc. And just to get uh, get it out of the way, this is the Red versus Blue show, sponsored by Scout.com and ScoutFantasy.com. Uh, you can still sign up and become a member of Scout for the low, low price of $7.95 a month. Right now, you can get two months free uh, if you're interested in playing daily fantasy basketball. Uh, fantasy baseball is right around the corner. I know, Doc, you're going to be heavily involved in both of those after the NFL season. And, of course, we have the playoff, uh, all the playoff advice that you could need. Uh, so wrapping up here at the end of the season, if you want to get access to the uh, the Week 16 information that you cannot afford to miss, Go to ScoutFantasy.com, click the Sign Up and res- Register button there, use the code REDBLUE3, you'll get two months actually for free, so you'll get three months for the price of one. REDBLUE3 is the code, and uh, look, there's um, <laughs> we say it all the time, and you say it all the time, uh, Doc, on Sirius on your new show uh, on Sunday nights, but the article that Tommy puts out on Sundays pays for itself in one session, the Sunday Rundown, if you're a daily player at DraftKings or FanDuel, it pays for itself in, in, in one Sunday.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, we had Chad on. Chad is a great friend of the program, and uh, he bought Tommy's, um, the DFS Rundown, literally put, I think it was like five teams of $5 into FanDuel, came home $180 yeah. richer. 25 made him 180 it. So is that worth the 8 bucks? I think it's worth the 8 bucks. All the man did yeah. was look at Tommy's article, pick his team. I'm telling you, you know what? Tommy's like the Rain
1: Man of DFS. Yeah, he is. I always put in one Tommy lineup because I always want to have my own lineups, and he definitely affects my lineups. When I look at a player and he's really high on this guy, and I I kind of wasn't considering it, it does alter my lineups at the last minute when I read that article on Sunday mornings, and it doesn't come out until Sunday morning. So it's everybody is racing to the computer. Our our servers literally almost crash every Sunday morning when that when that article gets hit. It's, it's hilarious watching the the spikes that come in once that article hits uh but literally i put in a lineup every single week with his picks and it cashes in the in the top in a 50-50 every single week i put it in the um the 50 uh big 50 uh you know you, you finish in the top 50% and you double up <laughs> and so it pays for literally a couple millionaire makers and a couple of other things it's it's always fun to to do that uh but yeah that is the code redblue3 on ScoutFantasy.com. this is it guys you can't afford to make the mistake of not signing up right now uh, if you have, who do I start questions, we will try to get to those on Twitter at red blue radio and always throughout the week, you can email the show. If you still use that antiquated thing called email, red radio at gmail.com. You can hit me up there. Uh, that's my personal account. that will get right to me. Uh, plus I want to, we're also going to talk about the fantasy football world championship doc. Uh, this it's week 16. It's do or die in that in roto Bowl, in the dynasty football world championship. All of our major contests are finishing up this week. And then we move on to our playoff contest in Week 18. So after the regular season, we have our playoff contest. We're going to talk about those tonight. But in the Fantasy Football World Championships, we have uh, Glenn Lowy, who will be with us tonight in the second half of the program, our defending world champion. He's trying to repeat, and he's only down like 30 or 35 points. And if everybody remembers last year, he was down 50 points going into last year and, and, and caught Chad Schroeder, the number one player in the world. He caught him and went on to become the world champion. It's his last official few nights here as the world champ unless he repeats. So Doc, uh we're going to have some lineup questions for Glenn. Loy. What would you what would you ask Glenn if you had a chance? What would you ask Glenn for this weekend's games?
0: I think I'd want to know like would you does he does he overanalyze for example, right? RG3. Playing the Eagles. Yeah. Eagles are struggling. Yep. Do you go with RG3, who has a real good matchup, or huh. do you go with a guy maybe like Tom – maybe Tom Brady's a bad choice, but maybe a guy who's a, be- a Matthew Stafford, right? He's a better mm-hmm. guy. But, you know, who right. knows what's going on with the with the Bears? Maybe they can run the ball with Drake Bell. Like, do you overthink it? Is he willing to take a risk in this last week, right? Because you're 30 points mm-hmm. back. Do you play it safe, or do you go for it all? Because if you risk going for it all, you could end up in, I don't know, 148th place. But if you go for it all, you could end up in first. So that's what I'd want to know.
1: Uh, you're pulling on my heartstrings, Doc. Uh, you are definitely pulling on my heartstrings. I have a decision. Antonio Brown or that tasty matchup that RG3 has against the Eagles. And we know that everybody that plays the Eagles this sure year pretty much goes off. So I guess and, – and, and as hard as he played, it was a real turnaround for me. Seeing RG3 in that game last week – and him going and diving for that for that for that pylon like that, and to see the team how fired up, what did that say to you? Are they behind this guy or not? Because just I was going into the week thinking that they had given up on RG three, it was done, uh, they were playing because they had to, but then I saw some real fire from that team. It looked like they were playing for him.
0: Yeah, but there was one person you didn't see the fire from, and you know who I'm talking about, right? Jay Gruden. Santana Moss was going, you know, apeshit on the sideline. Somebody else was going crazy. They were yelling. Gruden didn't even know what happened. As a coach, look, I don't like Rex Ryan, but Rex Ryan would have been in the ref's face. All these other coaches would have been screaming and hollering. Gruden just stood there like he had no idea what was happening. I love the fact that the team loved what RG3 did. And, you know, what is was a very close play. It probably was the right call from the ref. But I have honestly as as a fan, I had no problem with Santana Moss showing that kind of enthusiasm. You don't see that enough in the NFL.
1: It was definitely surprising to see it from the Redskins behind RG3. So we'll see if that translates to the field. Again, I've got some of the best minds in the world of high stakes fantasy football in the chat room tonight. We affectionately call them the crew, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Billy Waz, FF guru. B-S-O-L, Bright Side of Life, Experto45, Get Paddle, Henry Muto, kicking Bass, Mint, Nick Z. You guys, thank you for being here in the chat room. I know Mike appreciates it. And we've got the doctor. we got, we got Dr. Roto in here. Uh, your new show is going fantastic every Sunday night. Uh, tell, the, tell the listeners a little bit how they can find that show. What do they have to do to listen to you and Tommy, that mix of season long and daily?
0: Yeah, basically you go on SiriusXM, 10 p.m. Eastern on Sunday nights. We're on from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. So after, during the game, we're giving you recaps of the all of Sunday. And, of course, we're watching the Sunday night game literally as it's happening. And then we're just yeah. recapping. We're bringing you on people from Scout, the beat writers, talking about the games. And, look, if it's up too late for you, you need to go to bed, you get it on demand. That's the beautiful thing about Sirius. You <laughs> always get the show back on demand and listen to it. So we'll be on for the next few weeks on Sunday night,
1: hoping to move to a different slot for baseball season, but for football we'll be from ten to one for the next few weeks. Now, do you ever bring on the exec? You know the exec is a friend of this program and he's also a big part of what Scout Fantasy is now doing with the with the executive mailbag that he does every week and he also hosts the takeover on Wednesday night. Do you ever have the exec on? I know you you're in a league with him, right? Don't you have a little bragging rights on the line this weekend?
0: Dude, I've had the exec on. I work with the exec for two and a half years every morning on Serious XM. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get guy's get one away of my good him. friends. <laughs> yeah, Guy's are one of my good friends. But it's it's interesting because this year we started uh, a second Serious XM Dynasty League. And I'm partnering with uh, Matt Deutsch, who's the, uh, the head of the channel. So Matt and I have a team, and we're in the final against the fantasy exec. So uh, good for Corey. It's an IDP league, 45 players. And uh, just let it be said that it's a very close matchup. He's got Matt Ryan. We've got Drew Brees. He's got Le'Veon Bell. We have Eddie Lacy. You know, if we're going to go back and forth here. We're winning. We're winning by a few. Kelvin Smith is my guy. I mean, he had 25 points this week. But uh, Corey is a top-notch player. He's killing it this year. So uh, it'd be a good win if we uh, we beat him.
1: He is he is one heck of a player. He- I, I I used to listen to you guys on the Roto Experts every You think the Roto Experts listen to this show? Do you think any of the Roto Experts listen? I don't. They probably don't. So I could probably say whatever. But I would really like to see Ronus come over to the dark side, come over to Scout Fantasy, be a part of what reunite you two guys. You know that would be kind of cool. I know you guys you have your own show now with Tommy, and so that's that's a really cool concept. I love with that. But I would like to hear you and Ronus going back at it again. I would like – I even like Pat Mayo. I, I know he linked in with us the other day. I love Pat. It would be nice to see Pat over on Scout Fantasy. Wouldn't that
0: be cool? Oh, Mayo's may the ultimate fantasy contrarian. He he. If you go left, he goes right. But let me tell you something about Ronus. And I always said this. If Ronus and I both like the same player, lock it in. right? If he may like, like him and I don't, it's one thing I like him, he doesn't. But if we both like a guy, it's almost a done deal that this guy's uh, going to be a good play that week.
1: Well, let's talk about a guy that you definitely like. This uh, we we Our, our guest is filling in for Mikey uh, Trent with our thoughts and prayers, or with Rachel. Uh, Dr. Roto is filling in. And one of your guys that you like and that you've kind of dubbed Dr. Roto's guy, or he's, he's your son, actually, Julio Jones Roto. Atlanta versus New Orleans, Sunday 1 o'clock. We've got Julio Jones questions on one side. Obviously, if Julio's out, Harry Douglas looked like a fantastic play. He was great last week, just absolutely great. And then you have on the other side of the ball, the Drew Brees' train is sort of getting going. Colston's kind of sneaky now. Uh, Pierre Thomas is kind of sneaky. What do you make of this game?
0: I think this is probably the best game of the weekend. It really is. I think this game is for that division. And truthfully, I'm on Harry Douglas. I really am. This is a guy who in the future, I'm drafting this guy in the 12th through 15th round in every draft, and I'm going to wait for the three weeks that Julio Jones or Roddy White is injured. Because those three weeks, this guy is fantasy gold. So if Julio plays, I need him to be healthy, right? Julio Jones-Roto is my child. I need him to be healthy because if he's a decoy, he's not helping the team. I want a I healthy Harry Douglas over a decoy Julio Jones-Roto. On the other side of the ball, I think you forgot one big name, and this guy has been terrific. How about Kenny Stills? Man, this guy is like silent, under-the-radar guy, but every week he's been doing it, and I think Drew Brees realizes that Kenny Stills, pretty darn good receiver.
1: He's finally getting more snaps. Uh, I think he uh, he finished second among Saints wideouts with 43 snaps this past week. Colston's still leading at 52. Nick Toon had some more snaps, 37. He's a big guy. Uh, they kind of like to use him in some run-blocking and deep ball situations. Uh, but you, you know where Harry Douglas is from, don't you? You know where Harry Douglas is from? Uh, could it be Louisville? You may know. Could not. it be Louisville? That's the Ville, baby. We don't have many <laughs> pro players that are really uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, we, we've got some good defensive players. But offensively, Harry Douglas has been kind of our bright spot, uh, so to speak. So uh, I take I take advantage of any chance I get to, to mention and bring that up. Uh, but, yeah, look, Pierre, Pierre Thomas was interesting to me because – when healthy he seems like that ppr machine that you can kind of count on five catches last week 83 yards not really much in the carry department Mark ingram uh, that's kind of his game but it's really hurting mark ingram owners and ingram is a very popular player in the fantasy football world championship he's one of the, the the top 10 21 lineups have mark ingram in the chase for the world championship that's really hurting his value
0: i i think last week thomas there's two things one the Bears don't cover the running back as a receiver. So, I, I mean, everybody knew that, that Pierre Thomas, that was a good week. Two, I mean, he's, he likes playing in, in, in Chicago. He's always done well on games in Chicago. I'm not on Thomas this week. I'm not. I think you're going to see more Ingram. And you know who you saw a lot of last week? You started to see Kyrie Robinson again. So yeah. I think this is a down week for Pierre Thomas. I don't think he's going to get in Ingram's way. I think this is more Ingram and Robinson this week. So if anybody out there is like, hmm, maybe, I can, maybe I can capitalize on what Pierre Thomas did last week, I don't see it this week. Maybe I'm seeing something different than other people, but I, I don't see him making the big difference.
1: And we'll see what uh, what goes on with Julio Jones. Jimmy Graham on DraftKings, 6,300. Still trying to recover from that debacle of a few games he had there. Decent outing last week at Chicago, 5 for 87. Kind of turned that around in the second half. So we'll see if the Jimmy Graham of old comes back or not. In the chat room, kicking bass. I'm playing Julio, even if he's warming up with a cane. Uh, Mint, Julio, Hilton, and Hopkins out is what Mint has to say. And so probably right. Julio, Hilton, and Hopkins are looking very doubtful this week. So let's get on to the next game, Doc. Baltimore at Houston. Case Keenum is now the man in Houston. I don't know what to expect there, but Mint did have it right in the chat room. Hopkins is likely out of this game. And what does that mean? So Andre Johnson Is now a play, or is he? Case Keenum, uh, we've got lots of questions here. This team is an absolute mess. When you look at the quarterback's carousel that this team has had, I feel so sorry for Houston Texan fans. I mean, as a Colts fan, look, living in Indy, we went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. So spoiled. Houston has had five quarterbacks this year. Mallett, Fitzpatrick, Tom Savage, Fad Lewis, and now Case Keenum. What does Case Keenum do with Andre Johnson? Or is there anything there for Andre Johnson owners or for DraftKings owners to get excited about this week?
0: Mildly, mildly. I mean, look, no Hopkins means you've got Posey and Damaris Johnson. That's ugly. So you know that Keenum oh, will literally oh. be locked in on Johnson the whole time. Now, if we remember Keenum from last year, he had a couple of weeks where he was respectable. But Bill O'Brien is a, is a pain-in-the-butt type coach. He has run the ball, and we've seen this. He has run the ball ad nauseum in games. I mean, 39 carries, 36 carries. It wouldn't shock me to really see Case Keenan get somewhere between 20 and 25 uh, attempts. And that's just not enough. So even if he goes to Andre Johnson on 11 targets, what's Johnson going to be, 8 for 84? I mean, really, I-, I just think this is about Baltimore. This is about Baltimore controlling the tempo, controlling the clock. And I don't know, this is one of those games that I wish I didn't live in the Houston market because I want to be watching on my direct TV a better game than this one.
1: This is the same Baltimore Ravens, not the Super Bowl champion defense of Baltimore Ravens. This is the new look Baltimore Ravens, the Flacco-era Ravens. This defense allows an absolute monstrosity to wide receivers, and they have all year. Jacksonville even had good games against them last week. But this, this is a defense that allows an average of 15 receptions to wide receivers, a total of 199 yards, and 1.3 touchdowns per week to wide receivers alone. So <laughs> they cannot cover. Their corners are the worst in the league, 32nd in the league. So you, you think you have something here in, in Andre Johnson? I mean, at Wait, 40, did, I Keenum, did I mention day? Did I mention
0: Keenum and Posey? Did I mention Keenum and Posey? You're talking about you guys who it. should be playing in the CFL.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Posey, uh I mean look, thirty second in the league. Somebody's got to catch the balls. It will be an Arian Foster Day. I would love to hear the hear from Doc on this. You I mean I mean from uh from Tommy on this. You've got the number one defense against the the run and the number thirty two defense against the pass. What is what is the coaching staff for Houston gonna do? They're gonna throw the ball. No matter if you know who those receivers are or not, they're gonna throw the ball and they're gonna throw it to the wideouts. So it seems like, to me, if Andre's playing in this game, which it sounds like he is, it's going to be a big day, and he's a guy that you have to have in your lineup.
0: You know, he, he's a good start because he's not going to cost you a ton either. I mean, Hopkins is going for more money. I think Andre's one of those guys in that mid-range who's a decent start. And there are guys who fall into that range. Look at Josh Gordon. right? Josh Gordon's falling into the mid-range this week. Vincent Jackson's falling into the mid-range. You know, I know you win with great receivers in daily. I get that. But not everybody can afford Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham Jr. Roto and Jordy Nelson right. and guys like that. <laughs> Sometimes you're better off finding three guys in the middle who are all going to have good weeks. And, and Johnson certainly, look, he's going to get the targets. I'll give you another guy. Here's a guy that I think people are totally overlooking this week. I'll give you two. One, Matt Forte, and two, Alshon Jeffrey. I think with Jimmy Santa Claus in there – People are thinking that the Bears are going to be awful, and they are. But you know what? Yeah. He's going to have to throw check downs. He's going to lock in on one receiver. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that that Jeffrey gets 12 targets in the game. He may only catch seven passes, but he's going to see 12 targets.
1: And that's the hashtag. Uh, you started this uh, trend on Twitter. It started trending. It's the – It's the. Uh, what was the hashtag? Hashtag started fantasy there? nightmare. Fantasy oh, nightmare. fantasy nightmare! Yeah, it was everywhere. I saw it everywhere. Hashtag fantasy nightmare for this this team. Unbelievable. They drop uh, Grumpy Cat. Uh, Grumpy Cat doesn't get his chance to to play Week 16. Grumpy Cat doesn't get his chance to finish in the top five quarterbacks like we had predicted. It's not. It's it's just going the wrong direction. I, I think Jay Cutler will be a New York Jet next year. I just I just have a feeling that Jay Cutler is a New York Jet before. The 2015 season starts. I think he'll be a New York Jet. I don't know. I, I that's just the way I see it trending in the chat room. Doc, somebody is talking up revenge factor. You've been a big proponent of revenge. You were talking revenge last week, and this week we have a sneaky revenge factor. Owen Daniels yeah. against this, yeah, against his old team. What do you think about that play?
0: My only problem with that with that revenge, and it's it's slight, is that the Texans are pretty good against the tight end. Right, So I'm with you. The Texans are actually not the best. Uh, we know they're very, they are very—they don't cover the receiver very well. But against the tight end, if you look at it, the Texans are like the fit one, two, three, the fifth best in football. The fifth best in football. So I like Owen Daniels this week, but I see him as like a four for 45 for 50. Maybe you get lucky with a touchdown. This isn't a big game for him. I think you've got Steve Smith, who we haven't seen in a long time, maybe a healthy Tory Smith. So I like the idea with the Daniels, but I don't think this is a week.
1: It will be interesting to see. It, it, it is a cheap price on DraftKings. You can get him at thirty-eight Hun. Thirty-eight hun. he doesn't have to score a lot to hit value. You know, 12 points, he's, he's, he's doing okay for you. Cleveland at Carolina. Cam Newton back against Johnny Manziel. This is in Carolina. What are the storylines that we need to be thinking about? I mean, obviously you're starting your studs, right? You're starting Olsen. You're starting Benjamin. Uh, do you What do you think about Josh Gordon with this Johnny Manziel? I, I've had a lot of interesting questionable who do I start with Josh Gordon that I'm going to bring to you here in just a second.
0: Yeah, there's there's a bunch of things. First of all, I, I, I liked Kelvin Benjamin and Greg Olson more last week than this week. I, I like Derek Anderson more as a quarterback. This guy is definitely more accurate than Cam Newton. When Cam Newton's back there, Kelvin Benjamin's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. He's the only guy in the NFL who overthrows Benjamin by two feet. Okay, that's not a good sign for me. So I'm down on Benjamin and Olsen this week. I'll say this about Johnny Football. He couldn't be any worse than what I watched last week. He couldn't be any worse. So you know what? We're only going to go up from here. I look at it this way and I say, Josh Gordon's got way too much talent. I've gotten more Twitter questions about Josh Gordon this week than almost any other player. And I'm telling you... I've got to give him a shot. I mean, I've got to think that the, the Carolinas' defense has been better recently, but not great. I've got to think that Manziel is going to play better, and he's going to throw to his best receiver. So I'm not saying Gordon's going to break out, but if he went six for 75 on a
1: touchdown, I'd take it. Okay, a couple of them that we received today, Josh Gordon or Jonathan Stewart?
0: This is a close call. I think it depends on the Cleveland Browns defense. I know that you're gonna get Stewart, you're not gonna see D'Angelo Williams, thankfully, that guy's terrible. The Browns were awful last week stopping the run. I mean the Browns looked totally that they were not ready for that game. Jonathan Stewart's been very good this year. I think Stewart is the safe play. So if I need to win and I need a guaranteed 14 points, I'm going to play Stewart. If I'm like the number 16 and I'm playing the number one guy and I need to take a shot and I want to live dangerously, I'll go Gordon. But if I want the safe points, I'll take Stewart.
1: The other one that was very difficult to answer this week that came into FF Toolbox's Twitter account, Josh Gordon, or if DeMarco sits, Joseph Randall. Yeah, I
0: think people are overrating Randall as well. I mean, you know the Colts better than anybody. I know their run defense is shoddy, but Joseph Randall is not DeMarco Murray. I mean, can't you just no. see this guy going like 16 for 80 and maybe three catches for 49? So what I give him here? 12.9 points? Uh, or oh, a lot more. So another three, 15, nine, 15.9. He's a 15 to 20-point player. It's a good player. Nothing wrong with that. But, I mean, that's his high end.
1: Yeah, or it could be a whole lot worse. I remember last year counting on a Joseph Randall on a good matchup, and it didn't work out. And it was the same situation. DeMarco's out. I, what if DeMarco plays? Let's go ahead and get into that game since we're talking about it. Indianapolis-Dallas, it's a big game on the docket this week. It's a 55-point over-under. It's second only to that Atlanta-New Orleans game that you mentioned at 56 points. So it's, it's predicting the Cowboys scoring 29, the Colts scoring 26. That's a lot of points. But what do you what do you want to see? Are you hoping, if you're a DeMarco owner, are you hoping, and you and let's say you even have Joseph Randall, are you hoping that DeMarco plays in this game, or are you hoping that he sits? What, what's the right call here for, for, for owners? I mean, it's a mess.
0: Well, it's always easier if he plays or sits, because this way we know one way or the other. But if they say he's going to share carries, you want him to be, you know how the Saints play Jimmy Graham when it gets to the red zone, right? Jimmy Graham's not around, but then it gets within the 20s, he's out there. That's what I want to see from DeMarco Murray. Let Randall have the ball, you know, and then get as we get close to the goal line, get DeMarco in, maybe I can seal a touchdown or two. I think Murray's playable. Now, look, a lot of people have gone with the zero running back theory. So we're talking about guys like who? Pierre Thomas, Bishop Sankey, Andre Williams. I'd start Murray over any of these guys. So, I mean, he's absolutely playable. But if I had two better running backs, I'd play Trey Mason over him any day of the week.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's I'm having a hard time because I just don't know to the, the extent of this injury, what is he going to be able to do? And and if they say he's playing, I mean, how many plays is he going to be playing for? What if they get it out there? What if they announce that just as kind of a, I don't know, a defensive move there to kind of throw you off? They do put him in the game, and then, you know, a couple of plays in, he's just not being able to be effective. And now you've wasted your opportunity in a position on a hurt, gimpy, uh, on a running back that you just knew wasn't ready.
0: Let's think about this logically, right? The guy runs to the right. He's got to use his left arm as a a stiff arm. Not going to be able to do it. He runs to his left. He's got to put the ball in his right hand, which makes it a lot easier for guys to strip the ball. He pass protects. Good luck with that with a 300-pound guy running at you, and you've got to put your arm out there. This is not smart. So, look, I could be very wrong, and I could have egg on my face. This guy's the biggest, worst expert in the industry. I'm going to look at it logically and say, if this guy does a, has a great game, this is an anomaly. This is not what should be happening, and I'm going to go another direction.
1: On the other side of that ball, we have Indianapolis traveling to, traveling to Dallas. We, we love Andrew Luck this year. He is the most popular player in the Fantasy Football World Championship championship round. 25 owners have Andrew Luck. Of course, they're starting him this week. And we have questions about T.Y. Hilton. So if T.Y. Hilton sits, who benefits more? Who is a better start in your mind? uh, Is it Reggie Wayne or is it Dante Moncrief?
0: No, no. I, T.Y. Hilton sitting, sitting. I think this is a smokescreen. They are not. They don't need this game. They want this game, but they don't need it. They need a healthy T.Y. Hilton to do anything in the playoffs. So I think this is a Dante Moncrief love fest. We're playing mm. daily out there. Look, I'm giving it away right now. I'm playing Harry Douglas and Dante Moncrief on every one of my lineups if Julio mm. Jones, Roto, and Hilton are out. Every one. If people want to fade him, go ahead. I won't fade him. I'll start him. I think Moncrief is a beast this week, and I think that Reggie Wayne is done. He's shot, and Hakeem Nix, I can't bear watching this guy. So I think you're looking at Fleener having a good week, Allen having a good week, and Moncrief having a good week.
1: Those are the three guys. Yeah, The the, the tight end position there, you have Fleener at 4,600 on DraftKings, Dwayne Allen at 3,800. Do you like those guys better than let's say a better tight end such as like martellus bennett with quarterback issues do you like do you you like either of those guys who we can both agree they aren't as talented as martellus bennett but they have a better quarterback
0: no i'm not touching marty b with jimmy clausen there i'm not doing that i I don't trust that clausen's going to find the read on his tight end i'll give you let me give you a sneaky guy and i put into my visionary sleepers on on scoutfantasy.com you should all check that out by the way I think Julius Thomas, Orange Julius Thomas, is an interesting play this week. And here's a couple of reasons. Peyton Manning knows that to get deep in the playoffs, they have to have two things in Denver. One, a running game. And two, he's got to integrate the tight end. Julius Thomas has been injured. He hasn't played very well. And last week, he did very little. You can't go into Week 17 in the playoffs without Julius Thomas playing at a high level. And I think he gets it done. And I think people are looking at the Bengals' Uh, past defense, and I think they're overrating them a little bit. The Bengals are okay, but when we look at them in the beginning part of the season, the first seven weeks of the season, they were terrible against the tight end. You know what? I think Thomas takes advantage. He's like 4,800 on DraftKings. I'm starting him.
1: We also have two Saturday games. Dr. Roto joins us tonight, filling in for Mikey Trent uh, as he's uh, at home and in the hospital with Rachel. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Mike and Rachel this weekend with so much riding on the line in the FFWC, Roto Bowl, the Dynasty World Championships, and hopefully you guys have a ticket to the DraftKings uh, chance at the million this week. Uh, our good friend Drew Dinkmeyer won the million on DraftKings. What an emotional sweat that was for him. Congratulations. One of the one of the guys we know is now a millionaire. That's really cool. A uh, couple of Saturday games, Doc. Philly at Washington, and, which we kind of mentioned earlier in the show. San Diego at San Francisco. Which is an absolute train wreck for San Fran. No Carlos Hyde. Question marks around Frank Gore. Do you know anything about this Alfonso Smith or Philip Tanner to, to 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 help us out here? I mean, is this is this a possible flyer we could use on DraftKings?
0: I like Alfonso Smith. I think he's a decent runner. I think the problem is that the Forty Nineers are done. They have got a coach who's one foot in Ann Arbor, and they're a wreck. And they got a quarterback who can't who, who's the most overrated guy in the game. So I think Alfonso Smith is respectable. You might even see 15 carries, 70 yards. But I, I don't think he's a guy I'm going to play on DraftKings unless I can get him for practically nothing. But if Frank Gore is out, he's certainly usable. I think he's got a, a little juice, not a lot, just a little bit. But, but speaking, of, this is a train wreck. I mean, the 49ers are a train wreck. And to be quite honest with you, I'd fire Jim Harbaugh right now. The dude wants out. He doesn't want to be there. Don't even show up next week, Jim. We don't need you. Let's move on and do something else.
1: It would have been nice to get that Philly-Washington game into some DraftKings lineups, but that's not going to happen. Saturday games are not part of the big money games this weekend because they've got to to be able to fill them. So those are not part of the games. The first action you get is the Sunday afternoon game. So moving back to Sunday afternoon, you mentioned – Running backs do well against this Chicago defense. And so, does that bode well for Joique Bell this week? He's been a pretty pretty big monster for Detroit. Do you see this as more of a Stafford Calvin game or more of a Joique Reggie type game?
0: Oh, no, no. This is this is a Joique Bell game. Don't even say Reggie. Reggie Bush stinks. No more Theo Reggie. Stinks. <laughs> yeah, no more Reggie. Okay, over the last 3 weeks. I'm just doing the numbers here. Detroit let a, uh Yeah. The Bears let up 91 yards and two touchdowns, 196 yards and two touchdowns, and 81 yards and a touchdown. Do you think Drake Bell's going to be good this week?
1: Oh, got to be. Got to be a he's, monster. He's a no-brainer.
0: He's a, he's a, yeah. If you're not starting this guy in your seasonal leagues, if you're not starting him on in VFS, <laughs> yeah. call my office for immediate
1: appointment. No, I'm, I'm sure everybody's starting him in their, in their season long. I guess the question on daily is, a little bit less than that, you can go down and get Jeremy Hill at 5,600. A little less than that, for you can get Freddie Jackson at 5,500. I don't know if C.J. Spiller – I guess C.J. Spiller's active. I'm not sure if he's going to play. And, and, and even less than that, at 4,500, you can get Andre Williams, who since Rashad Jennings is out, he's going to get the majority of the work against the tough St. Louis line. Last, last game there for you, Doc. What do you think about Andre Williams' Odell Beckham show against St. Louis?
0: Yeah, you don't want Andre Williams. Not against St. Louis. St. Louis defense is hungry. They're playing well. Andre Williams can't find the hole. Let alone hit it. You know, they don't throw in the ball out of the backfield because he he's a butcher. No. So we love Odell Beckham Jr. Roto. I mean, this guy truly to me is a first round pick next year. And if he's in if he's in my draft around pick nine ten, he's mine. But Andre Williams, I think the guy's got a lot of work to do. You know. Uh, so look, and I, one last thing before I we move on to Glenn and I got to run. I think Jeremy Hill's a very tricky play this week. Denver stops the run, and they're going to have to pass the ball. And last week, who was in there on obvious passing situations? Gio Bernard, your guy, Scott, Gio Bernard. So I think people are going to overrate Jeremy Hill this week.
1: That's the doctor. We love it. Doc, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. We're we're going to get to Glenn, and and thank you, man. Continued success to you, and uh, good luck on the uh, serious show. We'll be listening, my friend.
0: All right, All the best to you and, of course, to Mike and Rachel and everybody out there. I hope they enjoy Week 16.
1: All right, that's the doctor. Dr. Roto joins Red vs. Blue. I love getting the doc on. I'm, look, he gets one night, man. I, I, I hate to take uh, his time on a Friday night. He's one of the hardest-working guys in fantasy. Uh, you see it now with the evolution of Scout Fantasy TV. We've got Dr. Roto TV now. Uh, it's it's pretty cool having Doc on the team and one guy that I, uh, I'm absolutely thrilled to have on our team here at the FFWC, one of the best players in the world, you see his name everywhere on the tops of the leaderboards. The NFFC primetime, the FFWC, uh, some of the biggest leagues you see, Glenn Lowy, Gleneration X. He is our reigning world champion, at least for two more nights. You got to get. I, I had to have you on. I had to have you on, Glenn, all the way up to the final buzzer, but you're still the champ. Uh, I guess I
2: am for uh, for another 48 hours. It's going to be sad to see that, uh, that championship name, uh, uh, you know, away from my name, but uh, <laughs> it's it's time to move it on to some other deserving player.
1: You'll always be the champ. Glenn Lowy, the 2014, I guess we're calling it, fantasy football world champion from last year. And, look, you've got a team in this thing that has a shot. It's kind of – It's kind of deja vu, Glenn. You're you're back, sitting back 37 points right now with one heck of a team, a couple of guys that we've already talked about. Let me me just read the lineup for the listeners at home so that they can figure out if you're going to make this run compelling on Sunday. I think you are. But here it is. Andrew Luck, of course, the best quarterback in the game right now for fantasy. Uh, Running backs Trey Mason and Isaiah Crowell. Not the conventional names that you think of when you think fantasy uh, MVP performances, but – Very productive, with good matchups this week. Very good matchups. Uh, Odell Beckham, Jordy Nelson, Andre Johnson with a sweet matchup this week. Rob Gronkowski, the Gronk at tight end. And the flex positions are very interesting. I can't imagine they're very highly owned. Charles Johnson and Sammy Watkins. Connor Barth at kicker for Denver Seattle Seahawks defense. What what kind of odds do you give yourself to repeat here?
2: I mean, I got a puncher's chance. Uh... Yeah. But, you know, a couple things uh, didn't go my way. If you look a little further down into my reserves, you'll see um, Julio. Mr. Julio Jones sitting there. And, uh, you know, uh, that first week, uh, the combination of Jordy Nelson and Julio Jones that Monday night, I saw my name fly up those boards. And uh, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, uh, towards the end of that game, Julio got hurt. And uh, that, that's a big hit, you know. Charles Johnson, I, I love the guy. I love his talent, um, but he's more of a flyer. Uh, someone like Julio, especially in a matchup like this week, uh, would be money in the bank, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So, <clears throat> but the the rest of the team, you know, I kind of like having players that, uh, as you say, uh, are aren't conventionally owned. You know, your your uh, Trey Masons, your Isaiah Crowells, your Charles Johnsons. Uh, Maybe uh, there aren't too many Andre Johnson teams out there because uh, one of the things about these overall-type contests in in the sprint weeks, the final three weeks of the season, is you want as much opportunity, as many opportunities in your 10 or 11 players uh, to make up ground if you're chasing that leader as possible. And if you've got a player such as uh, Le'Veon Bell, which I'm sure a lot of players towards the top of the leaderboard do have, um, you know, that's one less player that uh, you know things can go right for you and things can go wrong for others that give you that chance to make up ground. So uh, you know it doesn't hurt being in you know I believe I'm in 19th place right now going into uh, going into tomorrow's games to have a little bit of uh, you know a different lineup. So. We'll see how it works out. You do have a,
1: a, a, a different lineup. Only five Andre Johnsons look like they're starting this week. So that's an interesting – only six Isaiah Crowells. Trey Mason actually on 16 lineups in the chase. So I don't know if exactly where they're at. I don't know where they're at in, in relative uh, to the leaderboard, but there are 16 of them out there. One of the guys that I thought was interesting that I said, wow, this could, this could be interesting, Calvin Johnson only on five lineups.
2: Well, no, I'd love well, we to have him in my lineup. Receivers. I'll tell you that he's yeah, got a the... beautiful matchup.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. That that's a that's that's a prime matchup. So Glenn, when you when you won the hundred fifty thousand dollars last year, it had it was huge. Obviously, we spent the time with you in Vegas with you and your wife, and it was so awesome to get to meet her and, and to see you guys out there together winning the winning the world championship at the Super Bowl party. What would you say to this year's winner? Uh, just about the whole experience of, of being the champ, what it's like. How did it affect your drafting decisions? I mean, i when I won the qualifier at DraftKings, I was tied to those guys. I was like, man, I got to get Demarius in my lineup again. I got to get Le'Veon on my lineup. They were there for me. Did you have that kind of same pressure to draft the same guys that that got you the big check last year? Uh,
2: no, really, no. Uh, you know, it's funny because uh, two of the players, my, you know, my big three, my core was Peyton Manning, Demaryius Thomas, and Jamal Charles. And, um, you know, though I had uh, a couple drafts where I had the number one pick and I did uh, grab Charles uh, in those drafts over McCoy, um, Peyton Manning, uh, you know, I didn't have anywhere. Uh, Demaryius, you know, a couple spots where I had uh, late drafts. But two of the guys that, uh, you know, would have been available no matter where I was drafting, uh because they were later-round-type picks, uh, you know, Zach Stacy and uh, Keenan Allen, who were more going third or fourth round and weren't as dependent upon draft spot, you know, I didn't have anywhere. And uh, so, you know, it all depends on your feelings. Every year is a new year, and, you know, I, I, I owe a lot to those guys, 150000 a lot. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was a new year, and uh, new players intrigued me and I thought would uh, help me uh, make a run.
1: Glenn Lowy is the reigning fantasy football world championship. He joins us on the Red versus Blue show as we uh, as we root for Mike and Rachel uh, to get back and get healthy. Rachel is in the hospital. Uh, we had Tommy Yates undefeated season, number one point scorer, and and now it seems like he's he's struggling a little bit. He's he's down thirty points. He has a shot. What do you think about that? I mean, it's it's hard to be to do it all. I mean, to to lead it wire to wire, to be the to be the best team to be undefeated and then to finish it off with that 14 to 16. It's just tough.
2: Well, you know what? Football football's a little bit different. I play I play baseball as well, and baseball's a full season. I mean, it's a grind from opening day uh to the last day of the season. I mean, and it's and it's all one contest, you know, complete contest. Every point counts the same, whether it's the first game or the last game. Football just geared up different. Football, the first 13 weeks or, or 11 weeks or uh, 12 weeks, depending upon what contest you're in, is all about getting to, the, getting to the playoffs. And then once you're in the playoffs, you just have to be – you have to have a team built to explode in the playoffs because now you're going against, instead of 11 other teams or 12 other teams or 13 other teams, whatever you have in your league, you, instead of going against 12 other teams that some are good, some are bad, and you're, you're, you're battling a couple uh, decent teams, and the rest are, you know, also rants, Every team in that sprint is great. You know, every team. If you made it to week 14 and you're in that final three-week sprint, you're, you're you've got a great team, but you're going against every other great team in the entire contest. So you have to have a team that can explode. You know, you have to have a team with the Odell Beckhams and the Le'Veon Bells. And you got to hope they're at that point of the season that they are trending upwards and exploding. Sometimes guys are like that, like Julio Jones, and then they get hurt. You know, you're out of luck. You're not going to rebound from that. But, you know, if you have those type of players, they stay healthy that those three weeks, they explode those three weeks, that's how you win the championship. And, uh, you know, I've seen in my five years playing high stakes, I've seen a lot of teams win these contests. They've all had those kind of players, those players that can give you that 30-point upside any week. And some of them, like Jamal Charles last year during uh, my run, they do it all three weeks. And, you know, that helped me win.
1: I don't think people even realize that when you just said that, it was kind of shocking to me. Five years. You've only been playing high stakes five years You've already got an FFWC title around your waist. Now you're at the top of the primetime, which is the NFFC's big contest. Same prize, $150,000. You also are in the running for to be a two-time champion at the FFWC. I'm going to put you on the spot because I'm a player too. I'm a player too, and I would love to cash one of these big ones. I would love to win one of the big ones and not as much about the money, I mean the money's great, the money comes, money goes, money goes into account. money helps out for kids and and make sure that they have a good education uh that that's kind of the goal right is you want to make a, you know you want to give them the opportunity to send them to whatever school they want to go to and whatever school they qualify for, but it's more about the victory right It's more about the i got to imagine I mean you've been through this, so talk me through it it's got to be more about the the, the achievement, the accomplishment what you set your mind for you did it.
2: You know, it's it, it's an amazing thing because you know, in 2011, I came real close uh, with the FFPC. I, I was yeah. tied for the lead going into that last Monday night, and I, I ended up second in that contest. And I was really new to the to these high stakes, and and it left a lasting impression on me. It it it, it really uh, was an amazing experience. The excitement, the stress, and uh, you know the next couple of years, though, I had a couple of runs uh, until, you know, your contest last year, <clears throat> I was, I, I, you know, I couldn't pull it off. I always thought my reaction would be completely different. I always thought my reaction, you know, $150,000, that's a lot of money. I, I don't care if you're a millionaire, you know, and I'm not, but $150,000 is a tremendous amount of money. I always thought I'd be running down the streets, but I remember when I won, and, and it was finally at that point in that uh, last game where I knew I had won. Uh, you know, that that crazy excitement that I thought I would be experiencing, the bouncing off the walls feeling, I didn't have. It was a feeling of accomplishment, like you just said, uh, extreme satisfaction of achieving what I set out to do. And, uh, you know, I think that is a big part of it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not giving back the check. <laughs> But that is only part of it. You know, uh, putting yourself up against the very best players in the world, and I truly believe the season-long high-stakes player is the best player in the world, Um, and actually managing to end up on the top of the heap after, after a full, long, brutal season, it's such a sense of accomplishment. You beat the best. And I don't care what it is that you do. If you're the best at anything for a period of time, it it, it is a great feeling, and and you should be proud of yourself. And I was proud of myself last year. Uh, Now that I'm in that hunt again, uh, you know, it's a little bit surreal. But, you know, I hope I get that same feeling uh, because it was an amazing feeling, and and I hope I can experience it one more time.
1: Nick Z in the chat room has a question for the champ. (laughs) Who do you sit? This must be a dynasty champion, Nick Z, one of the one of the top players in the DFSWC this year. Here we go: Murray, Forte, Lynch, C.J. Anderson, or Jeremy Hill. What a what a, what a cast of running backs! He has to sit one: Murray, Forte, Lynch, Anderson, or Hill. Which one do you bench?
2: Uh, I'm probably benching Murray. Uh, he's the you know the other guys. Some of them have better matchups than others. Um, they all, I don't believe any of them have a, a fantastic matchup this week, but Murray's the only one that can really screw you. <laughs> you know? mm. uh, he's the one, if you have those kind of options, you might as well, and if he does have those kind of options, congratulations. Uh, but with those kind of options, you should sit the guy, the only guy that could end up like a Calvin Johnson or uh Julius Thomas those weeks mm-hmm. that they were active and didn't play or didn't play were in a focus of the offense. I'm not saying that's going to happen to Murray, but would it really shock you if it did? And uh, you know, if you're choosing between Murray and you know Reggie Bush, okay, you go Murray. If you're choosing between Murray and C.J. Anderson, there's no reason to choose Murray. So that that's the way I would go.
1: And a question from Twitter from N Zap. <laughs> Nick gets in another one. And wins a little scout fantasy credit here, too. PPR, Martellus Bennett with the quarterback uh, saga there. Or Travis Kelsey at the KC game? Uh, I'm all
2: about Kelsey in that game. Uh, You know, I don't hate Bennett in this game, even with the potentially brutal quarterback play, because I think he's going to – I think they're going to try to protect him and uh, keep keep the routes short, and that means – Forte passes and and potentially Bennett passes. I'm more worried about uh, you know uh, Alshon honestly uh, producing that game. I think Bennett will get his his opportunities, but I love Kelsey in this game. He's becoming more and more of the offense. He's on the field more, and he's tremendously talented. And the Pittsburgh defense, pass defense, is just brutal. So I just and who else they passing to? So uh, I I
1: just think Kelsey is a really big play this week. That's a fun game. That's going to be a fun game to watch, KC at Pittsburgh. Glenn Lowy, Absolutely. question for you. If you are having a chance, which it looks like you may, have a chance to win the primetime and be the first ever primetime NFFC FFWC champ or two-time FFWC champ, which one would you rather have? Oh,
2: wow. that's a Honest question. Honest is, question. is there any way I can have all of them? But,
1: <laughs> uh, Don't be greedy. You know...
2: I love the idea of winning the uh, winning uh, another contest. You know, uh, if I win the prime time, I'll have, you know, just on a personal pride kind of thing, I will have won the prime time, I will have won the FFWC, and and a runner-up in the FFPC. And that's three different formats, and I will have finished right at the top of the heap or just shy of the top of the heap in all three of the big contests. You know, that that would be a tremendous sense of pride for me. But on another level, you know, I got to give you guys uh, a lot of credit. You know, having been your champion this this past year, I don't see any champion, uh, you know, for any other contest being treated on the level that you guys treat treated Matt that first year and myself last year. I mean, I, I can speak from great experience. When you guys flew us out to Vegas, you know, picked us up in a limo and, uh, presented the check in in um uh, you know the heart of the sports book uh and uh, you know it was just so much about that weekend uh have have created lasting memories for us, and we had a tremendous time uh you guys really make your champion feel like a champion and and i I wanna thank you for that, even though that time might be coming to an end. It was a great year. <laughs>
1: Uh, you never know. You, yeah, you, you definitely have a chance with that lineup to uh, to do it again. But I, I kind of like that idea that you said, you know, different formats. You were able to win across different formats and different challenges. They each present their own challenges. That's pretty interesting. I like that. Mint has a question in the chat room. I want to get to Hit. He's here every weekend. Colston or Alshon? Colston's a sneaky player. It seems like you have a negative connotation with Colston, you know, because you think about the knee and you think about the age, and you think about a dynasty player that you really don't want to have anything to do with. But redraft, he's been pretty dependable over the last few weeks. He's been pretty money. Absolutely. I mean, if you if, um, if you need 14, 15 points, Colson's your guy. I don't know if he's going to get you 25 anymore, but he's going to get you 14 or 15 points. I
2: think it, I think it depends on uh, what you need. I, I mean, if you need tremendous upside, I don't know how much upside Colson gives you. You know, yeah. for upside, I'd 18. rather have a partner still, you know. Uh, Jeffrey might have b- bigger upside, but Jeffrey – I think has more downside than he typically has in this uh, this coming week with the with this uh, you know the weaker armed quarterback uh, against a defense. The passer, um,
0: good defense.
2: You know, I don't know if if, if going to have enough time or enough ability uh, this week to get the ball to Alshon consistently, which makes you know the one or two shots you know he's going to take they have to hit. For, for Jeffrey to, to come through. You know, Cutler's always looking down the field. <clears throat> I always uh, have Forte in the platinum, and it always bugs me because he's always looking down the field, and I see Forte wide open on the screen. And, he's never, you know, he doesn't throw it to him enough. He's, he's, he starts down the field, and he works his way back to checking down. Clawson's going to be completely different that way. He He's not going to look down the field much, and um, he's not going to have the opportunity or the time so Alshon's a very dangerous player this this week. I'm, uh, honestly, I'm a little happy I'm not counting on him. So uh, I would have no problem with starting Colston, uh, especially considering their matchup.
1: Green Bay at I think, Tampa I think, Bay. I think, I think
2: I think Breeze puts up a lot of points this week.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, Breeze has been on fire. Green Bay at Tampa Bay is another 1 o'clock game, Glenn. You're starting all your Green Bay studs. At Tampa, we did see a little bit of Doug Martin this past week. He he looked good. He had that big long run, but other than that, he really didn't do much, and he's still not catching the ball, so that's not good to see. But you would think that this Tampa Bay team is going to be coming from behind, at least playing from behind at home in the second half. And Vincent Jackson has been surprising a lot of people. He he He's probably moved to a lot of teams' benches, Especially in the ten man lineups In the eleven man lineups, you may be still starting him. But Vincent Jackson has looked good the last couple of weeks. You you, you feel like trusting Vincent Jackson again this week?
2: Uh, you know, a lot of what we do, you know, is, is is imagining game flow, and you have to figure Green Bay coming off that loss on Buffalo, and we've seen it many times this year, where they come out in the first uh, the first quarter and just exploded three touchdowns. You know before the end of the quarter, middle of the second quarter. Just, you know, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, uh, 90-yard bomb to Geordie, you know, and and just put a team behind. I think they're going to be coming out this week to prove a point uh, and, and, and and have a real possibility to do that kind of early damage again, which means Tampa Bay is going to be coming from behind. And, you know, Vincent Jackson's kind of been trending upwards recently, you know, it was all about Mike Evans for a little while, but mm. now it's being spread around a little more. And, and Jackson's had had uh, a few good weeks, and uh, McCown can get him the ball. Uh, I'd have no problems throwing McCown, uh, uh, even McCown honestly, in this game. But uh, if, if if need be, uh, but especially Jackson and Evans, they would almost be automatic in my lineups unless
1: they had tremendous other options. You know, I liked Evans as a dynasty player, but I didn't consider him at all in redraft. How did I miss the boat on Evans when I liked him for dynasty? I mean, look, he was, he was probably arguably the number 1A one, one to Sammy Watkins in dynasty, which I know you're playing dynasty now. So he was a very hot rookie prospect, but I just didn't think he would be anything. I mean, rookies usually have a hard time, but not this year. What makes this year so much different? I mean, I'm looking at Evans since week nine. He has nine touchdowns. And, and and you look at Odell Beckham doing the same thing, just unbelievable performances. What's what's going on in the NFL?
2: I have no idea. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Like you said, um, these receivers, I mean, receivers always take time. Outside of the uh, the Julio Jones, A.J. Green year with those two exploded on the scene. I mean, you never see something like this. This is the first time ever you know, that you've seen this many rookie receivers come in, not only contribute, but, you know, explode on the scene. I mean, Beckham, I mean, a tremendous player. Uh, Mike Evans, Watkins has had his moments. Uh, You know, typically Watkins here, Watkins seems like he's disappointed a little bit. But, you know, what Watkins is doing on your typical rookie year, you know, everybody would be saying, oh, this guy's got tremendous talent. Instead, he's deemed a mild disappointment because of what everybody else is doing. Kelvin Benjamin and on and on and on and on. Jarvis Landry. I mean, you have options all across. What a class. You know, Dynasty Dynasty is going to change next year because, you know, the, the, the rookies this year have flooded the wide receiver market a little bit and oh, maybe yeah. devalued wide receivers a touch in Dynasty. But next it's year. been a tremendous class.
1: Next year, it's all about the running backs. It won't be like the wide receiver class, but you, you talk about Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Mike Davis, uh, Duke Johnson probably coming. All these guys are going to really be flooding the market when it comes to running backs. It's going to be very exciting. Minnesota-Miami, real quick, uh, it, it sounds like Daniel Thomas is out, so this gives even more impetus to, to go ahead and pay for a Lamar Miller maybe on DraftKings at 4400 I think I'd be w I think I'd be interested in that a little bit. Minnesota side of the ball, Kyle Rudolph's out, so – Teddy's going to have a very hard time against that Miami defense at home. Teddy's looked very good lately, but this is a very tough matchup for him. New England at New York Jets. We don't know what's going on with Edelman, so Brandon LaFell looks like a good play. Gronk, always a play. You you have no clue what's going on in the ground game in New England, so you I, you got to stay away from that. And there's your New York Jets, my New York Jets, too, from, the day, from back in the day. The Jets are playing the Patriots. Any chance the Jets come and, pull and shock the world here? Uh,
2: no. You know, hey, listen. They're gonna come out. They're gonna play really hard. Uh, one thing about uh, Ryan, you know, you know, I'm a Jets fan. You know, I love them. You were a Jets fan, Trader, but <laughs> um, <laughs> you know the they just they just don't have the talent. I mean, New England may be the best team in the NFL. They just might be, and the Jets, they you know they they're not gonna be able to keep up with Brady. They're not gonna be able to keep up with Gronk. Uh, The Patriots are going to put up points. And, uh, you know, I can't see Gino keeping up with him. You know, I just hope it's not a blowout. Uh, I think they'll play him hard. I think it may be closer than people expect. I just don't see any opportunity to win the game.
1: Glenn Lowy is the 2013 Fantasy Football World Champ. Tries to repeat this Sunday. Good luck, Glenn. Thanks for being on, man. You've been an excellent champ. Couldn't ask for a better champ at the FFWC. You and Matt Bailey both. Rooting for both of you guys to represent this week and uh, defend the crown.
2: Thank you so much, buddy. Always a pleasure.
1: All right. Glenn Lowy, the world champion, joins us. And, guys, I appreciate you being here tonight. Uh, from all of us here at Red vs. Blue, good luck in the world championship. Good luck in Bowl, the Dynasty World Championship. Our playoff contest is coming up, the bowl Contest that we had, the giveaway that we had at Scout was phenomenal. So many people are going to the Sugar Bowl and Rose Bowl, and they took advantage of that discount. Really excited for you guys. Uh, good luck this weekend. That's all you can do. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.